Quack. 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 I am your host, Adam Schmidt. This is the Quack 12 Podcast. That's right, baby doll. That's right. I am joined, as always, by this beautiful man next to me. What is your name again? Aaron Schroeder. What is your name again? Dave? Dave, is it? Um... Well, my friend, we don't have, uh, you know, we, we got so much freaking news to talk about nowadays. Yeah, we're in the off season. First of all, yes, this is the Quack 12 podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks pod podcast on the interwebs. Why don't you help us out? Why don't you go to Apple Podcast? Give us five stars. Leave us a comment. Help so much. If, if you're a loyal fan, hey, it's free to do, and it'll give us a smile. And we'll read out your comment even on the pod. Who knows? Maybe we'll remember to do that. But um, it's going to be an interesting app. An interesting app. Because not only do we have some uh, a bunch of news that no one could have seen coming, we also really? have. Oh, yeah. We got some shocking news here. Uh, we also have a little surprise for my co-host, Aaron Schroeder here. Um, who's in his beautiful studio as uh, anyone who's watching this on our YouTube channel, Quack 12 Podcast YouTube. Uh, you'll see him in this in his beautiful setup, truly beautiful home studio setup. It, it just looks like a, a beautiful place. It looks like that 70s show kind of vibe. I've got when, it set up for the holiday. I'm going to spend yeah. all my time down here. And I'm all right. Write probably what will be considered our generation's pet sounds. Mm, that's wonderful at first it sounded sad but at least you're getting something productive out of it you know at least at least there's beautiful artwork coming out of it uh well let's start off let's rip the band-aid off with some of this sadder news right oh wait this is some of the surprising out of nowhere news well i mean some of it was was scheduled i'll say this much oregon basketball oregon men's basketball actually held its own and even had like you know, a good lead in, in a good chunk of this movie, even at the uh, good chunk of this movie, a uh, good chunk of this game. They they took on the number one team in the country. Baylor. Yeah, that's right. And they held their own. So that's something that's in the right direction. Right. You know, um, yeah. yeah, everyone was looking pretty solid in that one. Uh, women's, on the other hand, they they dropped one, and not only that, they dropped one on the road, and then their most recent game has actually been canceled, uh, been postponed. COVID? And, yeah, COVID on the other team's part. I mean, I sure. don't want to, you know, that's not like a perk necessarily I or mean, a good thing, but hey. You know, at this point, it's like, it's everywhere, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It coming could be back at any moment. It honestly feels a little bit like, oh, we may be, you know, really taking a couple steps back. Like we may be going, like canceling a lot more games. Right. Maybe even the tournament. Who knows with this uh, new variant? Interesting. Depressing we'll find times. out January. Should be exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. 2022. <laughs> it's got to be better, right? Knock on no. Wood. No, probably not. Uh, so, yeah, uh, those tough couple pills to swallow however we will say this uh in your rogers did get some playing time in the last game so that's good and you know pow pow is is gearing into shape it seems like so that's fun um aaron you know the alamo bowl especially when you got coaching turnover yeah when it's an interim head coach against an interim head coach Right. Interim. I, I've been told I say that wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Well, when I they're mean, going I, to you're saying if somebody yeah. corrects you, they're they're piece of shit. 
I like that. That's why you're my co-host, my man. <laughs> so, you know, it's not everyone's playing with their with their hearts in this one, and understandably so. Sometimes you got to look out after number one, or in this case, actually against number two. I'm talking about Devon Williams. Devon Williams has entered the draft. Uh you know, it's 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 kind of a shame because it's like if he stayed another season, you can imagine whoever's there. I mean, he's he's going to get more highlights. It's and it's clear he's our best receiver. It's just he just didn't get the ball. He, he, he entered the, the NFL draft. Oh, yeah. He's going to the NFL draft. I think he's got a shot. Um, You know, I don't think he's going high in the draft, but I mean, he's got the talent. The only reason this is sad that he's going lower is because he didn't get to show off that talent because it's like we were a run first team. Definitely. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and a lot of times when we were throwing, yeah, we were throwing to our running backs. Yeah. Would him staying an additional year, if he did equivalently good, allow him a better shot at getting a higher draft pick? I mean, I think if he did equiv, if he was uh, like kind of a, the equivalent I, I don't know. I, I don't think it does him better. I think he's basically in the same situation, except he's one year this? older. What's that? He did as well, but more of it. Uh, I mean, th- that's what it is. The thing is, he was playing like he's got a great tape right now at Oregon. It's just very short or like his right. tape is truly like the accumulative of this whole season. Right. Uh, and he's a great talent. Uh, hate to see him go, but well, hey, good luck, bud. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tell you this much, my man. Some moves are happening, like, you know, in the backstage of the Ducks for the staff. The staff is starting to come together. Executive level? Oh, yeah. Executive level is a great way to put it, actually. Um, Because we got our man. So, Marshall, Marshall, I don't know why I said it that way. Marshall Malcho, I believe is how you say his name. Okay. He's, uh, He's our chief of staff. Now, that's something I'm not very familiar with. COS chief of staff. Yeah, that's right. And it really does sound like a the goddamn bag man. <laughs> the guy who truly like pays it. But he's he's supposedly someone who's just really good at actually orchestrating uh mainly the recruiting part of it, but truly just the office aspect of it. And supposedly, this isn't a hire that would get a bunch of duck fans super excited about because he's not a name you really know much about. But per a lot of people that know a lot more than me, they're saying this was a really, really underrated, really good get. And that this is really gonna help the ducks out in some way. That he's like a, a really well-known uh you know chief of staff, whatever he is. Um, he, he was at Texas AM, you know, and he's also worked at for Georgia and Washington. And this could be a perfect guy to get, especially when you got a guy like you know, Lanning, who is still, you know, this first time being a head coach. So seems like a good get. I see. So he kind of okay, so he's like, or he's probably like timetables guy. It kind of seems like it, yeah. But I mean Interesting. it's it's also making seems a sure. Little- Every department is doing their departmental things. Yeah. Yeah. Which maybe will allow our head coach to be more of a DC. Boom. You know? Yeah. Right. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, How intriguing. I'll s- I'm going to have to Google this position. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I'm sure that's not the only position you'll be Googling later tonight, <laughs> you perv. Um, so we got an offensive coordinator here as well. So ah. Ducks hire Kenny Dillingham. Now, Kenny Dillingham, I know he's not quite a name you know, but we did bring him up. Um, he's from Florida State, all right, um, which Florida State had a pretty bad 
offense. However, he also worked with our coach at uh, Memphis. Now, Memphis had an awesome, fun-to-watch offense when we were there. Um, so this is another young guy. Like we said, this is a, a 31-year-old. This is, you know, this happened about a week ago, something. Is this... Is this the guy that our coach's brother spilled the beans on early? Yeah, yeah exactly. So that that was a real leak. Right. That's one. beautiful. God, I'm gonna love. God, I want. I want <laughs> FaceTime with the brother. I mean, with the family. They sound great. They're just so loose lipped. It sounds like it's easy to get them. Like maybe we should just hit hit them up right now. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Kenny Dillingham. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, uh, it's hard to say right now. I mean, he's he's a uh, he's a young guy. He's impressive. Hope it doesn't bite us in the butt that we're hiring so many you know kind of unproven people at their position. But he he seems to be promising. Like a like much of the staff, promising. Uh, we also hired a co-defensive coordinator, Matt Powledge. P O W L E D. G E Powledge Powledge. And he's a, he was announced as a co-defensive coordinator. I do think that's pretty uh, interesting just because it's kind of like, you know, it does that mean Lanning is, I mean, he's not going to be the DC in title, but does it mean he's going to go get another co-defensive coordinator and maybe not have an official DC or is he, or is he waiting for a DC? Wasn't this a thing recently in some other team and it was not helping them yeah i mean uh, i believe like cal has had some weird situations like that where like one of the dcs was like in training uh we've had co-dcs as well as a dc usually yeah yeah, like uh you know joe salve has been like a co-dc and then i I feel like that's exactly what i was thinking of Mm -hmm. that's what i was thinking of hopefully he's still on the staff we don't really know uh, but by the way, Matt Powledge, he's from Baylor. Uh, Baylor had a great 2020 football season. They did. That's great. Yeah. yeah so uh, it'll be interesting to see. He's got 11 years of college coaching experience. So again, at this point, uh, experience is a really good thing to have on this staff. Um, this is, hey, my man, we know conspiracy corner. This is a good one. So you got, we got our, um, our uh, interim head coach, right? Brian Mackle, uh, McClendon, sorry, Brian McClendon. Yep. Now it's interesting. He uh, mainly he's a wide receivers coach, really good recruiter. That's probably one of the reasons why we went with him uh, to try to, you know, keep some of the class together in a way. Sure. Now. So he has been, I don't know if it's still there, but for a minute he was listed as an assistant coach on the Miami football official website. So that would make you think that he's going to go to Mario Cristobal, um, you know, like maybe even like most likely immediately after our bowl game. Now, it, that's kind of troubling because it's you kind of go like, well, how our head coach our no, our current uh, interim head coach. Right. So not Dan Lanning. Because Dan Lanning ain't okay. coaching interim head coach, game. the guy who just showed up for this game, and then he's right. Or you know, he was on the staff, but we've we're like, you are now the you know the sit-in head coach. That's all right. that means now. But he's he's in that position, you know, getting these people supposedly ready for the Alamo Bowl. But um, I don't know. It's like you don't want someone who is most likely actively recruiting against you. Unless he's a very, very solid person, but most solid people are not great recruiters. <laughs> like 
and he has a history, you know, he has a, a legacy of being a recruiter. He's probably a little bit even actively coaching or uh, recruiting against you, your own players being like, hey, man, hey, Dante Thornton, just so you know, uh, they got, you know, they still probably aren't going to be a throw next season, but we got a guy over you know? in Miami. Why don't you come over here after this bowl game? After we get blown out at this bowl game, you know? What do you think of that theory? Well, I immediately think that surely their contract has very many stipulations to where if they do kind of pull that stuff, they would immediately get like... I don't know. Well, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell half-assing. Like, he's doing his job, and there's there's nothing in his contract that says you can't, like, you know, half-ass recruit. (laughs) <laughs> the guys if you leave the job like there's nothing that'll get him legally and this is a this stuff happens all the time like people do do this you know especially one way out so i don't know so it's just a little sketchy but at the same time if you remove him at this point you are most assuredly losing that bowl game which means nothing really but it kind of does mean a lot i don't know i want to win that game but uh i it's tough there, there's a conspiracy. There it is. I'm throwing this I out mean, at you. No facts. Yeah. Nope. I believe you. There you Stamp go. it. Real. Real. Okay. <laughs> so when a couple of our star players leave neck, leave at, right at the end of a bold just butt kicking and go straight to Miami, as well as McClendon, I think, well, there you go. We stamped it. Just like the grandma, what? just like the Cristobal grandma <laughs> confrontation. We, we stamped it, that real. It makes you really have to wonder, like, what started this all? Money. Well, it seems you know, like, yeah, I guess so, right? It's just money, bro. Cristobal wants to go home, and I don't blame him. You know? Yeah, but him. but then why would he be all like shady and shit, stealing other people? Or well, is that even stealing him? Asking it is. They're people, man. They, they're allowed to go anywhere they want, man. Yeah, and it's like that's how we got our good recruiting classes because he's really right. good at this shit. And I hope Dan Lanning's good at this shit. I hope he steals people from Georgia. Because why not? It's awesome. (laughs) God. Cutthroat, man. You know, I used to think it was just us that was the bad guys. But maybe the whole damn thing is evil. Now you're getting college football. (laughs) Okay, now I'm getting it. Now you're getting it. (laughs) All right. Yeah, Yeah, you're getting it. Let's God get dirty. I'm so glad Urban Meyer isn't our head coach. We would have had to go full on. We are the bad guys. But yeah. I'm glad. Anyways, um, okay, more bad news. Mikhail Wright declares for the draft as well. That's going to be a tough one to replace. But next cornerback up. There you go. That's brutal, though. Sad to see him go. He was, he was, you know, Wait. really, really nice to see him. Uh, he's, he's going for the draft, my man. What do you think of that? Is it the right decision? No. Oh no, it's the right. Uh for him, uh, it, he he probably could have used another season. It probably would have been smart. But you know how these... I know it wasn't the right time? Why is that? Cuz I have no idea who he is. Oh man, you don't you don't remember him running 100 yards back against USC? Was he a special years teams? Ago? I mean, he was on special teams quite a bit. Yeah, but I mean, he was a starting cornerback, my man. Quarterback? Cornerback. Cornerback. You're losing it. You're losing it. I'm losing it. it. I don't remember him. I think he needed another year. If if you, you don't, don't remember get on my radar, I don't think you're ready to go to the NFL because they're only looking for people who are pros. Okay, uh, listeners, this is the part where you know a lot of times we skirt this. Sometimes, I, sometimes we don't even bring it up. But um, 
occasionally I need to bring up the disclaimer that uh, uh, Aaron doesn't actually, he's not a sports quote unquote guy. He doesn't really pay attention too much to the weekly sports that we talk to on this uh, in one ear out the other. He's watching it. He's watching every game. We're talking about it for hours, but no, no, he's uh, let me ask you this. Let's just say I'm an Arkansas Razorbacks fan. Yeah, sure. Would uh, I know who hog, Bill Wright is? I mean, no, not if you're well. Then he shouldn't uh, be trying to go to the NFL. He needs to be. Everyone <laughs> under the sun know, knows who Kayvon Thibodeau is. That's everyone true. knows. Uh, I don't it know. It's the right time to go to the NFL. <laughs> I, I think I think you're maybe a little wrong on that one, but hey. Cool. You're entitled to your opinion. We'll, we'll see where he goes in the comments. Decide. I do. I do agree that he it probably would have behooved him to stay. But who knows? Maybe an injury happens and that's it. So, uh, yep. According to you, not that big of a loss, but it's gonna be a big loss. That's a. He was a great cornerback. Um, former. Well, hoping the best for him. Are you ready for this? Now, yeah. this, I already know the answer is going to be no, I do not remember that because it wasn't like yesterday. Um, now, Aaron, yo, I, wa- I want to take you back. Now, we were, we did in fact have this podcast at this time. So there's, there's no excuse for that. We did sure. cover this game. You, okay. do, do you remember 2019, the year 2019, the year before the great awakening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, now, do you remember there was one huge game at the beginning of 2019? It was a big game because it was a rematch against someone who beat us in the national championship game, just like against Ohio State, but this is a different team, supposedly a neutral site, but we had to go down south to play it. We lost a bunch of wide receivers and a tight end right before this game. It was a crucial game to figure out what Cristobal was going to do if he was actually going to be able to really like match up against strong SEC talent like this. I'm talking about week one against Auburn, Oregon versus Auburn. Now we lost that game. We lost that game, even though we looked, I mean, it was a very Cristobal kind of loss where it's like, man, I wish this offense was doing a little bit more. And then people being like, it's because our quarterback sucks, even though he was (laughs) uh, NFL MVP right now, basically. Um, I mean, it's the exact same thing, basically. But we end up losing. Is he really MVP? I mean, I mean, he is the most promising player, I would say, in the NFL. He is, If he continues to go on the pace that he is, he will be maybe not uh, the amount of like achievements that he has or trophies, but statistically, he will be the greatest quarterback of all time, <laughs> which is insane. But yeah, that's just an over for you. Um, but He's like the new John Elway. I mean, basically... But he lost against Auburn. And actually, if you remember, there was a, a chance that he had a Hail Mary to possibly, who knows, win it. Like, it was a decent, it wasn't crazy to the longest, you know, Hail Mary. And he just threw it over the end zone. You remember that one? Just like, yeah, I do remember a that. thousand miles in the air. <laughs> and um, so the reason why I bring up this game. I was about to ask. Wondering. Yes. The quarterback, the freshman, true freshman quarterback who was the SEC, uh, I believe, freshman of the year, Bo Nix, son of of Auburn legend, you know, has decided 
to transfer to the Oregon Ducks, the team that he beat in his first game ever after after a whole lot of frustrating years in which his his uh his percentage has not been good. I'll tell you that. It's been much lower than Anthony Brown's. Um he's also been so now playing. we got this garbage dude who beat us once. Dude, I'll tell you this. This is a total Schrodinger's cat here, okay? Because you could look at this and you could totally be like, this dude is going to be Anthony Brown or suck worse than Anthony Brown. I will say his downfield accuracy is better and he is a little more down to just chuck it out. But he's, I would say, less uh, physical of a runner. Um, But a lot of the same complaints people have. That being said, there is true promise in this dude. Um, uh, I mean, or at least you there brought was it up like you were very excited about it. I I'm I, I'm truly not one way or the other because it's just okay. like I don't know. But I'll tell right. you, and especially because we're gonna have a new OC, and we should say this: Dillingham worked with um with uh Knicks at Auburn. Really? That it, yeah. And so they have that connection. They're gonna be running different offenses, but. Uh, yeah, so that's why he wanted Bo Nix, because Bo Nix was unhappy with just being shat on at Auburn by their okay. entire fan base. And so now well, he's going to come. Great. Yeah, he, the same thing may happen to him in Eugene, as we've learned. <laughs> but he has two years eligibility. He has talent. Right. I don't that know, was my you... next question, because I was going to be bummed if it was one year. Yeah. But two years is great. And I'll tell you this much. It never, it's, it sometimes hurts to you know, like get a transfer quarterback, but having depth at the most important position in the game is not a bad thing. Now we should hope Ty Thompson can beat him out and he's more, he's more promising. Um, but you know, whoever doesn't, it's very likely we're going to be seeing some transfers. Jay, either Jay Butterfield, Robbie Ashford, Ty Thompson. Sure. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, it's it's an interesting storyline. I I'm not ex- super excited. I'm not like crazy bummed like some people are. I don't know. Right? You know moment. what it's super ripe for, but I think it's owned by Reebok. What's that? Is a revitalization of Bo knows. Oh, you think that could be uh the nil or whatever it is? If we could get <laughs> Nike to buy that thing off Reebok, then we could use it in our commercials. And on the big screen when he comes running out onto the field. Hey, Whoa, speaking of no. Nike, speaking of Nike, yeah. l- look at which little tyrannical overlord I got a bobblehead of randomly. Oh my here. God, that's amazing. Phil Knight bobblehead I got. Baby. Mm-hmm. That is great. There he is. Uncle Phil is going to kiss the camera. <laughs> all right. Um, that's basically all the news I got, per se. I mean, basketball, kind of bummer, kind of some good stuff. Well, um, I, what was it about the guys that all of a sudden looked good? Just hitting? Uh, yeah, uh, they're definitely flowing a lot more in the defense than they did. Like, like they're right. wrapping their head around it. And that's always seems to be the thing that's holding these Dana Altman teams, you know, a step or two behind. That it's clearly a complicated system. And they're getting it down. Uh, now that they have that down, the turnovers are generating. It looks like a little bit more. Will Richardson is holding on the ball better. Absolutely. Um, Nafali Dante is getting healthier, getting more aggressive. Not only that, though, but um, uh, uh, Frank Kepnong. Frank Kepnong is also like we got some talented big men that are yeah. really pulling up. And, uh, and Quincy uh, 
Guerrier, I believe is how you say it. I finally learned how to say it. Guerre. That's uh, no, that's it. That's right. Guerre. Yes. Right. At me if I'm completely wrong. But he's been uh he's been yeah, really hitting him on too. And I, I don't know, I like the team. It is coming together. Both teams are like, let's see if we can get like come mid pack 12 play. Maybe we'll be really cooking by then. I hope so. And we've got like 20 something games before the madness. Oh, uh, yeah, we got, well, we got like two months. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, like 18. Or maybe. Until, yeah. To the Pac-12 tournament. And then, and then the madness. And begins. we'll see how that all plays out with the world being burning. Yeah, I, it'll probably happen. I think it really was the reason why it didn't happen the first time is there was not a vaccine. Now people right. can at least be like, well, you know, there's a vaccine at least. Yeah. Uh, people should take that vaccine, by the way. Plug that, I guess. Yeah. And boot <laughs> I the hope, fuck out of it, too. I hope I hope that this isn't the podcast that convinced you to get the fucking vaccine. If you got I mean, I hope way, it is. If I guess it is. The voice of reason for I you. I hope you already have it. God, no, go do it. But if this is the thing, and I hope that me saying this didn't convince you to then be like, oh, well, now I'm not going to fuck this guy. I knew this guy was an elitist. Mm. I almost forgot about that. Uh, Aaron put it in earlier. Aaron is on the keys, by the way. We've added this new uh, little little fun thing to it. And we're the only podcast that does this. And I like that. Give us a little more because we're going to our next segment. It's going to be a fun one. That is right, everyone. That is right. I'm going to fuck this all up. That is right. Quack 12 fans, prepare yourself for one of our favorite segments here. That is right. It is a Quack 12 pop quiz on specifically the 2021 Oregon football season taken by our own Aaron Schroeder. Now, Aaron, did I inform you at all that this thing was coming your way? No. No. So you have all this is fresh. I saw it when it showed up on the screen. That's the first time. Honestly, your expression changed. It looked like (laughs) an expression of fear, I would say. Is that true? Well, also, I was concentrating on the keyboard. Yeah, that's true. Because I am not good. <laughs> hey, you're going to get better? Just like me. Yeah, let's see. So last time, I do believe that um, we you know, we had a quiz. We usually have something called a, a Schroeder's Curve, which is our guest comes and they have to beat whatever you scored on the quiz. Last right. time, you got zero of the 12 questions, correct? Oh. Let's beat, oh. Let's beat it this time. So this is going to be used against our... No, this is just for you. I'm just testing you, motherfucker. We've done this before. Just for you. Yeah. Uh, Here we go. I hope you're ready. Are you ready? Yeah, I guess so. Should I put on a little background beat? Um, Sure. Why not? Mm, That may be too much, actually. I'm not sure if I can handle that. Well, I don't know. It kind of grew on me, actually. Yeah. We'll take it down a little bit. How about there? A little bit more. It's good. All right, everyone. 
Actually, no, I hate it. Turn it off, please. <laughs> here we go. All right. So here we we've go. got question one. All right. So in 2021, who scored the final touchdown in the week one contest between Oregon and Fresno State? Was it D, Travis Dye, U, Anthony Brown, C, CJ Verdell, or K, Johnny Johnson the third. Dang, great question. Thank you. Do you remember if this I game? Week one from the hip. I'm gonna have to say, think it was CJ Verdell. C. Are you sure about that? Too late. No, you already put it my in. Gut says Anthony Brown Jr. It was Anthony Brown Jr. I, I know because he took he scored so many. I think. Do you remember because it really began began the um kind of trend of long Anthony Brown Jr. touchdown uh, winning runs, right? You know, uh, yeah. Uh, So this is one of them. It was a long one. It did not make us feel all that good because we were like, if we could barely beat Fresno State, what are we going to do against Ohio State? Hey, but we found out what we're going to do. Do I get a point for that? Because I did say my gut was telling me. I'll tell you this. No, you don't. Okay. Okay. Fair. I'll go with my gut every time. Oh, wait. I forgot. I forgot we made this whole thing. Question two. Quack, quack. That is right. Aaron Schroeder, the next question comes to you since you are the only guest on this. Before Oregon's win in the horseshoe, that is, of course, against Ohio State, what was their record against the Buckeyes? Talk about historical record here. Was it 12 wins, zero losses, one win? One loss, zero wins, nine losses, two wins, ten losses. And just so I'm clear, we're putting Oregon's number first. Yes, it's from the Oregon perspective, just like this entire podcast. Right. C, zero wins, nine losses. C, zero wins, nine losses. I don't care if it's your final answer because it most definitely is. And it's a correct one. Yes. For some reason, though, I thought it was seven losses, but... No, it was it was it was almost ten. One point on the board looks beautiful. Oh my goodness! Okay, now the quiz because one one out of two ain't bad. I mean, it's your record already. Let's say, let's see if we can double it. Question three: How many Ducks scored their first career touchdown against? The Stony Brook Sea Wolves. Now, as you remember, the Stony Brook Sea Wolves, that was uh, quite the the beat down. Um, And it was, uh, however, and and Ty Thompson came in later in that game. I'll tell you that much. Probably shouldn't even tell you that much. And uh, it opened things up for a whole lot of young ducks. Do you want to tell me the, do you want to read out the answers or just me say it? (laughs) Oh, yeah. D, four. U, three, C, two, or K, five. I think it's K, five. You're going with K. Yeah. Aaron, so close, but so wrong. It was close. Uh, I'm glad you went for it. It was actually four ducks scored. Um, So I gave you a little hint there with Ty Thompson. That was his first touchdown pass. Now, the other ones were... um, Trey Benson, the running back, actually ran in one. He finished the day with 11 yards and a touchdown. Um, and also, sorry, I, uh, 
these are the things I should already know. Dante Thornton. Dante oh. Thornton had one. It was a pretty impressive one. And then uh, Terrence Ferguson, because Ty Thompson threw to Terrence Ferguson. It was a little wobbly. And uh, there you go. There's all your ducks. Who scored in that bad boy? Man. It was a historic game. Five, though. Hey. For my own sake. Yeah. Yeah. On to the next one. All Question right. four. Which team did Oregon score the most points on this season? Was it D, the Colorado Buffalo? Was it you, the Stony Brook Sea Wolves? I love that name. C, the Arizona Wildcats, or was it K, the Oregon State Beavers in the game not called the Civil War anymore? I think it's you, Stony Brook. Stony Brook in that game against those dang Sea Wolves, we scored 48 to 7. However, Against Colorado, dang it, to 29. That one surprised me, and I put that in there because, like, you would think it'd be Stony Brook, but uh, that, well, in my head, I was thinking, well, the game against Stony Brook, we beat them by like 50 points. Yeah, no, I kind of for I kind of had to remember that the Colorado Good beat down was, ball. Yeah, it was a beat down. Hey, you're still a winner in my book, you still got one right. So, on to the next one, friend. Question five. Quack! Wait, did you say you got more than one right? Did I? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Anyways, uh, what was Camden Lewis's oh kicking God. ratio? Now, was it D, 10 of 17, U, a perfect 19 of 19, C, 16 of 17, or was it K, 12 of 15? Well, I definitely remember one, but that makes me believe there must be more. But I don't think it was 10 of 17. So I'm going to go K, 12 of 15. 12 of 15. Oh, we love our Camden Lewis so, which is why you got this one right. Yeah, baby. You know what's interesting? So he was, you know, pretty late in the country. He was uh, one of the only perfect kickers until he got to Utah. He right. missed that field goal. That's the one I remember. then... In the Pac-12 championship. No, I think he missed two, actually. And then he also missed another one in the Pac-12 championship game. Great. So it came at all three, and it was all against Utah. <laughs> That's tough, isn't it? They put a hex on us or something. I hate it, so. Uh, or well, the game is rigged. <laughs> they Do you think they're going to beat Ohio State, by the way? No. You don't think so? No, not at all. Hmm. Okay, well, there you go. If If they do... If they do, then absolutely the game is rigged. They <laughs> paid somebody somewhere. That deep that conspiracy corner. That Mormon money. I get you. Yeah, probably. Maybe. Question six. <laughs> Who led the team in solo tackles, Aaron? Was it D, Kayvon Thibodeau? You, Verone McKinley the third. C, Noah Sewell. Or K, Mikhail Wright. Interesting you put Mikhail Wright in there. Yeah. Uh, well, he deserves you know, his credit. My heart wants to say Kayvon Thibodeau, but for some reason, I feel like Noah Sewell was kicking ass for a long time. But Aaron, in the end, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Kayvon Thibodeau. Are you sure? No, I'm going with Noah Sewell. Final answer. Yeah. Yeah. Good thinking. Good thinking. Because now, he, uh, slowed, he slowed dark horsed his way to becoming one of my favorite players. Oh, yeah. To the degree that I noticed when he cut his hair. And I was like, oh, I love his hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, 
it makes sense because his position, you know, inside linebacker, he is like right. right there. So right there for the tackle. But also he's just a an amazing elite talent. Oh, that God, is his yeah. job. And not only that, but um, so many line the position next to him was injured so often that they wanted a sure thing. And he was out there for so many reps. Yeah. And he's just good at freaking tackling. And, you know, a lot of times cave on Tibbet, a lot. It's just a lot of these positions, like uh, two of them are defensive backs. So they're a little further back. So if yeah. they're leading your team in tackles, that means your yeah. defense is probably. Shit. I had to. Yeah. I had to remind myself that most of cave on Thibodeau's tackles will probably be on a quarterback. Whereas no souls could also be on a running back. Yeah. I'd end. Yeah, it, it's less likely uh, Kayvon's, yeah, getting actually the, the tackle there. But, I mean, he'll do it. So, I believe, if I'm correct, that was question six. Yeah. It says three down there. That's your score, my man. Oh, noise. Um, the problem is, I can't quite remember which one I did. So, I guess I'm sure. going, what, question seven? <laughs> Why not, bro? I haven't really been paying attention. I know this is always uh, this is the problem with this show. Everyone, I can figure this out. We we're we're two classic slackers. Just look at the real. one you clicked on last, and then do the next one. I do that though. Like I gotta go all the way back around. It's listeners. I I swear we put in a lot of work, and then in the end, thank you. That's what I wanted. Okay, I got it. Okay, okay. So that was six. So we are in fact on question seven. (laughs) Oh wow. Okay. All right. So question seven. Which stat is the highest number? Was it Verone McKinley interceptions? Was it Anthony Brown interceptions, as in how many he threw? Was it Kayvon Thibodeau sacks or Devin Williams touchdown? Take your time. Take all the time you need. It's a tough one, I know. I It has to be between C and K. And Devin Williams lit up the scoreboards for a little bit, but Kayvon stayed pretty thorough. So I will go with C, Kayvon Thibodeau sacks. We know you're a sucker for Thibodeau. Is it going to hurt you in this one? No, it will not. My man, wonderful. Man, I'm on fuego. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, uh, the last quiz we did was tailored for our friend who, you know, uh, specifically said this year, this is my favorite player and this is this. This is this season. He literally requested years in which I didn't even know Oregon Ducks were a football team. Yeah, exactly. But hey, we love you. We love you nonetheless. Now, let me tell you. Uh, so, Kayvon Thibodeau, I got this right here. The number of sacks this wonderful man had Double seven two. sacks, seven sacks. Oh, wow. Which I is figured 11 or 12. Well, he missed, he, you know, he missed like what, three games or something like that? And like, in missed half of the first game and a half of another game. Like, he, he, he would have had it if he was in there more, you know. So and, and let me ask you play. this. What's that? How many touchdowns did Devin Williams have? Now, Devin Williams, he had uh, less than you would think, unfortunately. He had, he had four three. touchdowns, um, but he actually led all receivers in touchdown catches, too, which is kind of like, oh, boy, that ain't so good. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Yeah. 
Um, actually, uh, Travis Die though. Now I'm curious in this. Uh, yeah, I mean, Travis Die had like 15 total touchdowns or something like that. Uh, and then uh, Verone McKinley, as far as interceptions that he, because he had that stretch where he was just picking off everybody. He finished with six interceptions, so just behind. Yeah, I really thought it was like three. No, man, he was he was the one collecting them for quite a while. Wow. And then Anthony Brown Jr. threw six interceptions. So there you go. Which I feel like that's not too bad for a full no. season. No, I mean, he he you know, he kept control of the ball, which was his job. That's the reason why it's, he's won the job over and over. And it's probably the reason, unfortunately, uh, someone, unfortunately, that he's going to start. I shouldn't say, unfortunately, because I'm glad he gets his, you know, final, final game. He deserves it. He's played football for so goddamn long. Oh, um, you think he's actually going to play? I think he's going to be the starter in the bowl game. That's what McClendon seems to be. You know. If I was him, I would be like, I'm okay, actually. Mm, I mean, it may be the last time he ever plays football at this level. So, you know. Man. Oh, and he's what not going. I feel like he's he's good backup quarterback material. I don't think so, but uh, hey, what the hell do I know? I also didn't think Herbert was going to be anywhere close to where he was, so. I literally thought Herbert was going to be a used car salesman. So, you know, question eight, which team turned the ball over five times against the ducks? Was it D Arizona, U Colorado, C Washington, or was it K Stony Brook? You know, I got to throw in that Stony Brook because I I know it's always going to tempt you. Maybe it's the right answer. Maybe it's the right answer. Colorado, the zone. Washington. Gosh, this is a tough one. I really don't. Is it ringing a bell? So I'm going to go with correct Oregon Duck perspective, which is C. Washington. Washington, because we hate Washington. We beat Washington. You do know that. Uh, You know, we uh, went down early to them, but rallied back. However, they did not turn the ball over five times. Damn it. That would be Arizona. Should you never it. pick Arizona. I was going to try to force you to pick Arizona here, but uh, well, I can. I'm anti Arizona, Adam. I know, I know. <laughs> oh boy, okay. Now, uh, hey man, you're doing great though. Shit, you can get you can get 50% still. Who knows? I know that's what I'm you I made think. me burn a point, <laughs> yeah. You knew the right answer, you just refused because of your no, I didn't know the right answer at all. <laughs> Question number nine. <laughs> That's the only one where it's number nine. All the other one is like question eight, question yeah. seven. And then you get to nine and you just you decided that's the one we gotta put the emphasis <laughs> on. You need it needs that extra beat. Yeah. No, and actually I do like it. I just want to point it out. Which is true about Oregon versus UCLA. That is the game Oregon versus UCLA that was played in the 2021 season. Was it D? Anthony Brown Jr. was 29 of 39, 296 yards through the air, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Was it seven McGee, one carry, 72 yards and a touchdown? That's uh, you. Was it C? Verone McKinley had Four interceptions, or was it K? Travis Die had 14 carries, 35 yards, and four touchdowns. 
So I remember I remember Travis Dye having one of those games mm. where it was like he's doing all of it. And it was just like, wow, he keeps finding himself in the end zone. So I have to go with K. Travis mm. Dye. 14 carries, 35 yards. Going with K. Oh, yes. That is a good one. Travis Dye only got 35 yards, but got four touchdowns out of it. Amazing. This is a couple games after... uh, Sorry, I'm trying to fight back a sneeze. Um, A couple games after C.J. Verdell's injury, and Travis Dye just fully came in. If we got a shot against uh, Oklahoma, it's going to be because we find a way to get Travis Dye open again. Um which I hope there's even a little bit of effort put into game planning because if what hit the day told us is true, like no one did much before that Utah Pac-12 championship. Game. Right. Oh boy. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, oh boy. Well, on to the next one. Moving closer and closer, inevitably closer to death. Question 10. <laughs> Against Ohio State, who made the crucial 16-yard reception in the second quarter when the Ducks were facing third down at their own three-yard line? Was it Travis Dye? Was it you, Johnny Johnson III? Was it C, Devin Williams? Or was it K, Cam McCormick? Oh, wait, you should have five I points. I think it was K, Cam McCormick. K, Cam McCormick. Is that your final answer? I Not think that I so, care. Yeah. Devin I Williams, care. I don't feel like, was around yet, all, no. really. Johnny Johnson the third. I don't remember his name ever, and I don't see Travis Dye doing it. So, Cam McCormick. Okay, that's a total Johnny Johnson the third erasure, but we'll walk right past that. Because... <laughs> I, seriously, yes! Aaron, you got it right, Cam McCormick. Now, this right. is, I, I wanted to put this in mainly in a way to uh, mortalize him because Cam McCormick, tight end Cam McCormick, who repeatedly, I mean, was injured, I believe, in his first play in the first yep. game yep. Uh, in years ago, and then was injured in preseason, missed all that. And then now he's here. He was looking to come back hard. And in his first catch, of the season right we're back up we're uh, like it says i mean we're at our own three yard line in possibly you know uh what would go on to be oregon's biggest win in regular season football history um he catches this ball gets the 16 yards takes a massive hit is out for the season and still wants to be a duck and still wants to be here next season unbelievable it's it truly is amazing he's been here for freaking ever and aaron that is amazingly your sixth point uh we still got more to go too so wait hold on what's that you happen to have johnny johnson the third stats for the year oh for the year let me see uh i mean he did get injured uh later in the season right and but uh, he's a very reliable. Well, you got to say for this season, they really even when we were doing the best throwing, we really spread the ball out. So right. he did pop up with some very crucial like catches. But uh, I mean, you know, I remember him being crucial last season for sure. 
Yes, yes. But you're, I mean, for real, the game was so much running. Yeah. And then everyone getting catches that it's like, did Johnny touch it? Five or like barely times? everyone getting catch. And you know, I mean, this is why Micah Pittman transferred. He's like, I don't right. want to play like this anymore. I'm a receiver, which right. is gonna happen if you play like that and then also don't get the like, you know, uh like get to be in the playoffs or something like that. Right. Like maybe Pittman wouldn't have transferred if they had beaten Stanford. And at that point they were still undefeated and yep. they were that much, you know, um, I'll tell you this. So I got his stats here for Johnny Johnson, the third, uh, the senior from Chandler, Arizona, which you hate, but Hey, he's a duck now. So he's made his amends, man. This Godex site is taking forever. Do you really care? Is my question. We've taken so long at this point looking up his stats. Mm, Johnny. Yeah. Got it. He actually, so he only played 10 games. That's really handy, actually. Just to go be able to slide into that when I'm rambling, it's perfect. 25 receptions for 311 yards, one touchdown, um, 32 long was his longest catch. Yeah, so I mean, he's averaging like two and a half catches per game. Wasn't he, uh, when he more than I expected? So yeah, him, geez. I mean, he was probably you know like it's like after Travis die, after Devin Williams, it's probably he's like three four or something like that. Yeah, which is uh yeah telling of the offense we've been running. Now we got the final one. We've got the final question. It's not necessarily harder. But uh, yeah, there you go. Question 12. We did question 11. Maybe we didn't. <laughs> I don't think question 11. There we go. There you go. Okay. Well, there you go. Which game? I don't even know if any of if we've correctly tallied anything here. Yeah. Which game had the largest halftime deficit for the Ducks? Was it D at Stanford? U at UCLA? C, the Pac-12 championship game, or was it K at Utah? So which one had the largest halftime deficit? You know, it's definitely Utah, but was it the championship game or at Utah is the hard mm, part. Very similar games, as we said, but I, I'm not saying. Uh, but that loss to Stanford also had a terrible halftime. I'm going to have to go with K at Utah because I know that was like 0 to 28. Aaron, the score was exactly 0 to 28 at Utah. That is right. Because it was down to either at Utah or the Pac-12 championship game. And as you remember, those halves were like basically exactly identical, except for the fact that instead of um, in the Pac-12 championship game, they got a field goal to go up 23-0 at the half. Oregon uh, was 20, yeah, 28 behind at the half because of that Britton Covey uh, punt return at right. the very last second. Uh, yeah, that game fucking blew. Let's go on to the final question. Give me a point. Sure right. Oh, see, this is the thing. Uh, sometimes now that I, I know that's my points. I know, yeah. This can't be right. You got seven right. I'm going to have to count this afterwards. That's nuts. Final question, baby. Now let's do it. Question 12. That is right. We got your basic quack math questions. Wrap it all up. (laughs) To get 
This could be two thirds of the question right, Aaron. This could be eight points out of 12. Way better than I thought you would do. Yeah, I'm surprised. What was the combined score of both Oregon at Utah and the Pac-12 championship game? So the combined score of both of those games, which I kind of helps you out. Utah, was it D, Utah 68, Oregon 21? Was it U, Utah 54, Oregon 7? C, Utah 76, Oregon 17? Or was it Utah 38? Oregon 21. This is by far my least favorite question I wrote, and it is also the last one I wrote as I frantically was getting prepared for this episode. I'm going to have to go with C, Utah 76, Oregon 17, because I know in one game we of against them, we only got 10 points, I think. And if it was it couldn't be 21 because of that, we, we wouldn't have gotten 11 points. So it's got to be Oregon 17. See, damn, that I'm is right. That I'm right. That is right. Aaron, amazing, amazing work. I just not amazing work playing that instrument, but amazing work getting eight of 12. I, I don't know. Listeners, hopefully you were playing along. Um, and let us know if you did better than Aaron. Let us know if Aaron is your new overlord of duck. Well, fandom. you know, had I trusted my gut on the first question and gone with Anthony Brown Jr. Ooh, and the other ones really were like toughy randoms. Mm-hmm. And one got, of them yeah. was I couldn't pick it because it was Arizona. Oh, that's true. So, I mean, I could have potentially done, pr- I mean, I could have done great. <laughs> Dear Lord, I well, have. I'm actually looking at it and I'm redoing the math. Yeah, you got all these freaking right. I mean, I mean all before, and you were pretty dang close to doing a lot better. Aaron, holy man, shit, you've been paying attention. Well, I this was the first season that I watched almost every game. Yeah, you didn't watch the one game that I know for a fact you did not watch was the Pac-12 championship game. Right. And if there was ever a game not to watch as a duck fan. That's the game because it was like it was heartbreaking. But also, we watched that fucking game already. What you doing over there, guy? I know. I'm trying to fix. <laughs> I'm trying to fix this. Oh no! <laughs> the listeners don't know. Um, yeah, don't know. But like, we lost that game exactly the same way that exactly the same way we lost. Yeah, that would be form. fucking the worst. Yeah, it it was the worst. I sat there and I watched it, and I was just like in awe that it was like I cannot believe I'm watching the exact same game. Except we're down 23-0 instead of 28-0. Anyways, listeners, I hope you had fun with that. It's just a little pop quiz. It's not an official, you know, record-keeping Quack 12 quiz, but it's good to see that Aaron's Aaron's paying attention to this shit. It's amazing. Yeah. Way to go, man. Wait, have now, any bowl games happened? Oh, I, I, I should say this. Uh, I wish I would have updated this ahead of time, but I will say Oregon State has played against... Utah State in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. I, I believe Jimmy Kimmel played in the marching band, which that sounds funny. I didn't see that sure. little clip. I did watch the game, but um, it was a beatdown, unfortunately. Utah State took it to the Beavs. Why? I don't know. I did not see that coming. 
I, I believe I actually picked them, but only because you picked the beefs. So I don't uh, think I would have ever picked the beefs. <laughs> to listen to the tape. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have it on me. I don't know. I don't listen to this podcast. You're right. Either. Who knows? Who knows? And it wasn't true. It wasn't like the worst beatdown ever. I, I, I shouldn't say that. It was 24 to 13. But when you're going against a Mountain West team and your Pac-12 team, and you can only muster 13 points, it kind of feels like a beatdown. I don't know. <sighs> Those Aggies. Aggies versus Aggies. There you huh. go. Yeah. Or Agrix, whatever you want to call it. Really right. took there down the energy the right at the end of the show. Really drained that energy right before we say goodbye. Listeners, <laughs> it's been a fun episode. Uh, again, we hope you like the quiz. Hey, did you do better than Aaron? Hit us up at Quack12Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we also have a YouTube account where we're going to be uploading, uh, you know, just well, we upload all these episodes, but we also episode, uh, we're going to have just the Quack 12 quiz portion of it. So if you want to play with your, you know, family and your friends over the Christmas break, come yeah. on in, watch the Quack 12 quiz, watch two now stoners taking it. <laughs> For sure, go look super great in front of your crazy Uncle Carl. Yeah. Who won't shut up about the Oregon Ducks over Turkey. Mm-hmm. Your crazy Uncle Carl who has to be quarantined in the den because he refuses to take the vaccine. Like, beat him in Oregon Ducks trivia because of this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was fun. Uh, we're going to be looking for that Alamo Bowl coming up. So keep your eyes on this feed. Uh, and if you really want to help us out, like like we said, go to the Apple Podcast. Give us five stars. Give us a, leave a little comment there. Like Adam sucks, whatever you want to say. Uh, and if you and if you want to help us out monetarily while getting some awesome Oregon Ducks content, well, why don't you go over to the Quack Twelve Patreon? It's that easy. Give us a few bucks a month. Bing bang boom. You get some awesome awesome content there, including a breakdown of every single Oregon football season. Well, up until 1915. We're working our way up, but still. We love y'all. God, I hope we beat the Oklahoma Sooners. Do you feel that Texas blood in you boiling now that we're going to be playing the Sooners soon? Like, does that kind of get nah. you? Nah. That West nah, Coast Nah, because it was really only a Longhorn thing. And I yeah. even then when I was in Austin, I didn't really give a shit. I for sure did not care about college football. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> I wish we could get that. Well... But now, now you're getting 8 out of 12 questions right. Holy shit. All right. Go, Docs. We love you all. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. Quack, quack.